The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. D-Ready and John Cadell are with me to go through the week's music news. And I'm going to start back to front by going, John, to your pick of the week mm. because you're so excited by this one. I am. I'm cock-a-hoop. I um, sound like that so yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no but actually uh, I knew there was something coming something unreleased coming from Queen uh, for the last few months because you know I'm on the blogs and things but uh, I didn't think it'd be this um, What is this? On on Thursday at 11am uh, Queen released a previously unheard song featuring Freddie Mercury's vocal now this is a song that they had demoed back in 1988 uh, they didn't get to finish the song it didn't make the album for which it was intended which was 1989's The Miracle. Uh, They're subsequently now, next month, releasing a six-disc deluxe edition of The Miracle. They dusted off this demo, they cleaned up the vocal, they added new instrumentation to it. And it's, I mean, I'm a massive Queen fan, but I know they've released some rubbish. This is immense. This is a fantastic song. I don't know how it didn't make the album. I don't know why they didn't finish it at the time. Um, It's... It's very interesting in that it's it's understated. It's very unlike Queen. When they released Made in Heaven in 1995, which was the album that Freddie had recorded some vocals for in his final days. And this is the time of his life where he's literally in a wheelchair in the studio and he's taking double shots of vodka. They're putting on the, the on air on the mic and he's doing a half an hour in the studio, collapsing and going home. He did that every day for the last few months of his life. And the only time that he stopped taking his uh, his medication and decided it was time for him to go was was when he started losing his voice. So singing kept Freddie Mercury alive for the last few months of his life. Uh, my point being that when they released Made in Heaven in 1995 uh, using Freddie's uh, vocals, it was very overblown. It was very sort of epic and very sort of uh, pompous. Now, Queen were never known for doing anything by half, but it sounded... It, the, the songs were... Oh, Freddie's vocal was overserved by the music, but what they've done here, whether or not it's it's just they felt it fit the song or they got some really good advice. Um, the, mu- the music behind Freddie's vocal is very restrained. Um, Brian May doesn't let rip. Roger Taylor, one of the greatest drummers in the world, utterly plays for the song. The bass is minimal too. It's John Deacon's bass. He hasn't played a Queen in 25 years. It's an old take of the bass line. Um, I, I guess the best thing to do is to play a little bit of yeah, it. Yeah, because you certainly built yeah. it up for us. Well, listen, what I want you to listen to is this is a, a dying man singing this vocal. Um, and just even the subject matter of what he's singing. The title uh, of the song. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been the first or last time. I mean, he, he sang a song in 1988 for the same album. Didn't make the album called Too Much Love Will Kill You. You know, uh, Was It All Worth It was another song of the album. Um, and then These Are The Days Of Our Lives, famously on, on the 1991 album. These are all f- songs about Freddie Mercury facing his mortality and his bandmates going to him, I've written this song, Freddie. Will you, like, do you mind singing it? There's another one called Mother Love and Brian May wrote it and said to him, I don't know if you want to sing this mm. because it's all about, you know, coming to the end. And Freddie said, put effing anything in front of me, darling, I'll sing it. Two swigs of the vodka and, and off he goes. But this is Face It Alone. He wasn't really at the end of his life, but he knew that he was dying um, and they thought The Miracle was the last album they'd ever make. They they managed to make Innuendo two years later. Uh, sorry, I know I'm going on. No. Um, but Face It Alone is from 1988. I just, just listen to the vocal of a dying man. It's incredible. So dear to your life Explodes in sight You 
It's called Face It Alone. It's, it's funny, like, because when I listened to it for the first time last week, um, I was kind of blown away with the poignancy of hearing his voice sing something mm. different after all this time. But how you've described it there and how stripped back the mm. music is around it really makes that all the more powerful and all the more arresting. And you can only imagine, like, if Freddie had lived on, would Queen have got to the point where they would, you know, they'd have stripped back a lot of production and they would have made it all about, you know, just four people in a room and what they could have done, because that is that is stunning. This listener here says, we had six of us in a room the other day, aged 25 to 70. Everyone was asked for their favourite band ever was and everybody said Queen they go across all generations epic unbeatable the best ever band in fact I have friends who've told me about teenagers loving yeah. Queen love yeah. that they really does endure and that's a family that will never have an argument in the car over what they're going to listen to next which is great but they're one of those like they're like ABBA yeah. in that they've they've sort of become more than just a band they're sort of a they're a cultural touchstone to use a, a terrible phrase but it's true you know and uh, there's so much in their music you know yeah. like you know I when I was a kid would have always been drawn to the more musical theatre yeah. elements of there whereas like my dad loved the more rock parts and my mum loved other parts just, you know they, had, yeah. they, 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 they offer a lot for everyone. They do. And like Freddie Mercury as a oh, frontman yeah. and as a vocalist. I mean and to just to, to finish off with a Freddie story, he actually took up smoking in the eighties to make his voice more raspy. I mean that's dedication to your craft. Don't start smoking kids. But uh <laughs> that you know he's you know he thought his voice was too polite. So this one says stunning vocal gives me shivers. Can't wait to listen to the entire remastered album, which is yeah. out when? <coughs> Excuse me, it's coming out. I think um, mid-November. But there's five more previously unreleased Queen songs. I don't know if they're all finished, but um, there's they certainly exist in demo form. They're going to be on the box set too. Well, we know what your Christmas present is. Uh, Dee, what's your pick of the week? Well, very different. <laughs> it's not Queen. That's a hard one to follow. It is, uh, though, a debut album from an absolutely fantastic artist called Neil Dexter. Um, he is a former member of a band that some people will be familiar with, a Dublin-based band called Spies. Uh, the album has been incredibly well received. Like I noticed some critics who would normally be a lot harder on a debut album being very, very glowing about it. Um, and the track that we have chosen for you is I'll Be Ready. Dexter. Yes, Neil Dexter and um, John was asking me there if I chose that track because it sounded like my name. I didn't. I chose it because it would be easier for people to remember that it's the title track. So the album is I'll Be Ready. Okay, fair enough. Dee, what can we expect out of the new Taylor Swift album coming out on Friday? Yeah, so this is one that a lot of people are very excited, myself included. Um, It is called Midnight's. Um, She had said when it was announced that all of the songs, the reason it got its name was that all of the songs were songs that had been written 
um, or created during the night, which um, marks a bit of a new departure from her. I would imagine, like a lot of people are expecting it to be a bit more of a return to her kind of pop um, sort of style, uh, given that her more recent stuff has been very much more folksy. And uh, there's a lot of speculation that it will have quite a 70s sound because of the artwork. And I am very much in the mood for that, if that's what uh, Taylor decides to give us. You interested in that now, John? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, we haven't had any clips. We we don't know any of the song titles. Yeah. Even. We don't know what, I mean, considering that her last couple of albums were Americana and, as yeah. you said, the folksy. Mm-hmm. And before that, she was just pure pop. And then before that, she was swagger pop. Well, yeah, she's, she is she is nothing if not... Um, Eclectic. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So um, whatever, whatever, I'm sure it'll be great. But I mean, even the fact that people are speculating based on artwork just shows yeah. how much excitement there is yeah. about it. And... You know, her last two albums, I think, have been surprise yes. releases. Yeah. So, geez, we're doing well to even know about this one in yeah. advance. Also out on Friday, new album from the Arctic Monkeys, The Car. Let's yes. hear a little bit of what is available from Body Paint. I'm watching your every move. I feel the tears are coming on. It won't be long. It won't be long Straight from the cover shoot Steal a trace of body paint On your legs and on your arms And on your face And I'm keeping on my costume And calling it a writing tool And if you're thinking of me, I'm probably thinking of you. Okay, what are we expecting? Uh, something better than that last pile of crap they released. <laughs> oh, just stop that again. Just leave that go. Let oh, it go, man, John. I knew you were going to say that. I love that. Really? I think that it's like I sounds really, really good. Yeah. Um, and gee, like if it's a return to form for them, bring it on. Yeah, that's great. That I mean, that was class. Like yeah. that has instant classic written on it. I think. You know what that reminded me of? Is it? Are they going twenty first century Beatles? Yeah. Everyone is really like whether they know it or not. But yeah, it's it's that's um, Eleanor Rigby esque, you know. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like when I'm 64, even yeah, absolutely. You'd have to imagine they're they're a huge influence. But you know, Alex Turner is a broad church when it comes to his musical influences. Everyone from Dion to the Beatles to you know John Cooper Clark, he's you know he knows his stuff, and I'd say he draws from all sorts of influences. I'm looking forward to hearing. This album. And it's, it's also been getting rave reviews. Mm. I think NME and The Guardian and both gave it five stars. Yeah. Shana Manute says that Arctic Monkey song is Bowie meets the Beatles. Yeah, ah, I was Bowie, thinking Bowie yes. as well. Yeah. 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 So, okay. all the look, Beatles. what we'll do is next Tuesday, we'll have a listen to both the Arctic Monkeys and Taylor Swift and we'll talk about them. We'll review them in more detail cool. next Tuesday's show. Okay, let's talk about other things. Uh, let's remember Noel Duggan of Clonet, who has died at the age of 73. Yes, um, very suddenly it would appear he was out with friends and uh, he took ill and passed away. Uh, very shocking. I mean, 
if you if you grew up in the seventies and eighties, you know, you certainly knew of Clannad through things like Harry's Game. But mm. my first introduction to Clannad was when they did the theme for Robin of Sherwood, which was called Robin the Hooded Man. Yeah, um, and that sort of brought me back. And then whenever you'd see Moya Bren, you'd see, oh, that's the the woman from the Hooded Man. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've been going since nineteen seventy one. Uh, they were actually on their uh, curtailed farewell tour and are still due to play here in Dublin on December the 9th whether or not that goes ahead uh, I don't know I'm sure they'll probably want to do it in celebration mm. of him but yeah a founder member of the band with the four Brennan uh, brothers and sisters and his own brother um, so he's been there from the start um, and now very very sadly just all of a sudden he's gone Okay well look let's hear in honour of him the theme from Harry's Game That's what it'd be, Absolutely. isn't it? Like they just completely evoke Ireland and everything that they do. But also to have taken trad music onto an international stage. Like mm. they were the first, I think, to to perform in the Irish language mm. on the top of the pops in the UK. But also to to meld it with the the sounds of what people were listening to on the radio mm. anyway, to make it accessible for people across the globe to engage with, I think is really, really powerful. Mm. Listener here says, my 10-year-old son is learning about Queen in fourth class. Osgwilga, ah. amazing to see a child discover the timeless music for the first ah, time, yeah. says Catherine. Cherish it, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Lucy Worsley was here for Culture Club last week, uh, the historian, and she revealed herself to be a big Michael Bublé fan, as so many are. And he's coming back to Ireland, I believe. That's right. He has just announced that he's going to play the Three Arena next year. So he's going to be bringing his higher 2023 tour uh, for two seated shows on May 13th and May 14th. And I think the tickets are going on sale this Friday at 9am. Okay, there'll be a lot of people looking for He's mm-hmm. played, was it Croke Parker or Aviva? Uh, the it? Aviva a couple yeah, of years back, wasn't it? Yeah. And Sam Fender is coming as well. Yeah, Sam Fender is playing a couple of dates next June. Uh, again, tickets are on sale on Friday. Our Pam Joyce has a pair to give away every day on her show, incidentally. Um, but yeah, he's in Belfast for Belsonic on the 23rd of June. And then he's here at Malahide Castle on the 25th of June. I see we give out about ticket prices. I see Glastonbury has gone up to £340 sterling. Yeah, it has Who's indeed. Who's going to pay that? It's a 26% um, price hike. But, you know, like the thing that, that I've been trying to wrap my head around, it is for five days that you can be on site. So if True. you break that down per day. And then there's also... They the don't, cost of being five no, days on site. No, I know. <laughs> but they, they also don't have the same sort of sponsorship deals. Like they mm. don't have somebody that just can come and buy all of the bars at the festival. They do it in a much more kind of grassroots way. So that is going to get more expensive to run. Yeah, it'll sell out. I mean, people yeah, will. people will find a way of paying it. And, you know, like whatever about, you know, greedy ticket prices, I think Glastonbury's heart is actually in the right place. I do. I really do. Yeah. We have to leave it there.
Do you ready? John Cadell, thank you very much for doing the music spot for us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.